Hello and welcome to the Real Rank Podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today, we're going blindly forth. Ah, into, like justice. In, where nobody sees this coming at all. Had our eyes covered throughout this whole picture. Uh, it's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. The Red Evil himself. Uh, released in... 2003. Uh, 2003 the the version that i'm watching was released one year later mm. in 2004 yes the mark stephen johnson joint mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's one of it's one of them one of the mark stephen johnson jobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> um now this is yeah. this is uh it's cool i uh i can't lie i uh daredevil is my favorite marvel superhero so there is a bit uh, fun Batman. <laughs> well, <laughs> in I some would, incarnations. Yeah, in some incarnations. I don't think like I mean he doesn't have all the swag that the Batman does. He just has you know the his, his staff. It's a thing. very it's a very same vibe. I get a oh, very yeah. like yeah. Well, I mean, even like originally, he's kind of just. Uh, normal normal man spider-man at first and then you know as in as he got uh as writers you know kind of came into the picture throughout the years he evolved into like a much grittier urban uh vigilante batman there's definitely a batman vibe in there more than a lot of other well maybe except moon knight but a lot of other marvel heroes and nighthawk nighthawk yeah well that that makes sense though nighthawk's supposed to be yeah, no, I I know, but uh, yeah, Daredevil. He's uh, lawyer by day, cl- huh? Yeah, he's a fairly classic mm-hmm. superhero. Um, yeah, lawyer by day, Matt Murdock mm-hmm. uh, loses cases and beats up people <laughs> that he loses the case. Well, sore loser, Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, system. The system has failed, and by that he means he did not arbitrate the case as well as he should have. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's that's one interpretation of the character. That's just something I thought of, though. I was just like, huh. All right. Well, in a lot of stuff, they do try to explore the that uh, kind of internal struggle that Matt has about what he does for a living. You know, because it is very paradoxical, <laughs> you know, being a lawyer, but then also being a guy who takes the law into their own hands. Yeah. Which is, if it's handled with, and I'm not saying it's poorly written in this one, because I feel like the faults in this movie are more towards the lack of the lack of budget and the lack of time that they ah. could have actually committed. And maybe just a, a bit more of a improvement in the writing. But... I, I would say they have plenty of budget for the time. I mean, it was a $78 million movie. That's not enough, man. Compare that to Spider-Man. That's fair. You know, like, that. Like if you watch the making of documentary of this, there are so many instances where Mark Stephen Johnson's like, all right, can we do that again? And everybody's like, no, we don't have the money to do that. So I feel like this, if it had more that uh you know like financial backing put to it it probably could have stood up a lot better than it did not that it didn't and, make any money but the, but yeah I, th- I would say it's the the writing 
Because, yeah, this was a hit. It wasn't like a monster hit uh, or I mean, whatever, it made, but it, it made, made a profit. It made over a hundred million dollars, mm. and uh, which is more than I'll ever make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of writing stuff for me. Yeah, uh, where some stuff feels oddly rushed, others doesn't. Um, like they're trying to cram in a whole bunch of like the greatest hits of Daredevil in a two-hour movie. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like, and I can, I can see that because from. As I understand, Mark Stephen Johnson, this was like his dream job. And if you only get the one chance to do it, oh, you're you gonna know, get all your shit in. You're gonna, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna... <laughs> you're gonna get as much as you can in there. You know, you want to show people what's great about Daredevil as best you can. So it's a it's a tough balancing act, and it definitely is a it's a product of its time. But that's not a fault against the movie by any stretch of the imagination. No, and don't take this as me saying that the movie is bad. No, far from it. It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm giving this like a strong like B. Oh yeah, no, I definitely think that's fair. <laughs> it's like, like, a... like, well, that's what I mean. If this had like Spider-Man One money behind it, just think of what you know. The more time they could have just polished it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you look at it where it's like. Ooh, you could tell that they got that on the cheap. Like some of the when they're in the offices and there's the background stuff of uh, New York City, it looks like it's covered in like a thousand years of fucking smoker smoke <laughs> from yeah. the city. And uh, they that... didn't shoot this in New York. That's another thing. Like mm-hmm. basically, it's all shot in Los Angeles, which you could tell when he's mm-hmm. out getting coffee. I'm just like, that is way too bright <laughs> for is, New York. Yeah, it definitely feels like cut... a whole different place. He's, like, going to get coffee, and it's color-graded, like, CSI Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, like... I was like, this does not look like any depiction of New York I've ever fucking seen. Right. Um, yeah, you want to just just jump right in or yeah, just totally. do do our stuff? Do our do our thing? Take them take out. <laughs> take them out. Take them take this, take this to the fucking... Take this to the limit. To the to the city lights that are Braille, to the which max. I, I I like that. Oh yeah, this opening's super cool. Uh, it's very very inventive. Uh, yeah, the city lights they use it to turn into the Braille, which turn into the uh, actors' names, mm-hmm. and uh, then we get to like the church, and there's a lot of this movie uh, opens in media res, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Man, is it really distracting, because it's just, like, we get, like, fucking flashes of what's happening, but it's, yeah. like, a seizure. <laughs> and I feel like it'd be more effective if those weren't there, if you just pan up and you see... Because, basically, we're at the... We open up... I can't remember the name of the cathedral, but uh, uh, it'll be a centerpiece of this movie. But we're panning up, and there's blood trickling down from from the top of the cathedral and we see that Matt is holding onto the cross in a very iconic guardian devil pose and looks very cool. And I feel like would have been so much more effective without seeing like, Oh, he got fucked up. We guess it's just, yeah, it's very like, Bleh. cause it's just like, here's a flash of this. Bam, yeah. bam. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Just... Less, less is more like this opening would have been even more cool without that, that little bit. But yeah, he eventually, I don't know how exactly, but I guess he, I'm going to say crashes in air quotes. He doesn't really crash, but he falls down. Well, he uses, yeah, he he goes through the roof from the cross and he uses his uh, grapple cane Mm -hmm. 
I can't remember the name of it. To <laughs> awkwardly, because in live action, it looks pretty awkward. Like mm-hmm. you're dangling an action figure on like a toy. Because yeah. he's got like, he's like T-posing almost. Not like a T-pose, but like, it, like perfectly still. And then he you know falls the rest of the way uh, down to the ring posts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vince keeps the show going anyway. That <laughs> yeah. bastard. We don't, we don't stop matches. We, we get, we have time or what is it? We, yeah. we make time. Exactly. Over the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he fucks up the drop, and uh, the the priest comes in and takes off his uh, cowl, yeah, helmet, his mask. We'll say mask. Okay, I like, I don't know what the proper term for I what he's cowl, got going. I on. think cowl might actually be it, but well, mask is just the easier version of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and his laugh, his life flashes before his eyes, and we get some of the narration from Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck is uh, Daredevil, by mm-hmm. the way. Yep. Famously, they swore him off of ever playing a superhero again. Yeah, and also it's kind of a bummer because I feel, uh, as I as I understand, he too was also a big Daredevil fan. Like, he wrote the foreword for Guardian Devil, as written by Kevin Smith. Pretty sure Kevin Smith. Uh, and so, when he got the part, it's like, fuck yeah! And then, just the reaction to this movie turned him off of being a superhero for a while, until I'm sure Zack Snyder made a very compelling argument for him to play Batman many years later. I'm sure Warner Brothers gave him a very compelling check. Well... I mean, not just a check, though, but I, th- I think, you know, maybe just, you know, time, and then you reflect on it, and then somebody, you know, throws you something that sounds really interesting. So you're like, fuck it, I'll give it a shot again. Batman, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting, because we haven't gotten to the Ben Affleck Batman, so I think it's cool <laughs> yeah. that we're getting to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's fun that we're, like, doing this one first, too, yeah. That we get to kind of talk and about it. I, I won't lie, I like him as as Daredevil. I I don't feel like he really does I like him as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Daredevil does as much stuff to make me get a vibe on his or read on his character. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um well he also doesn't is cuz what doesn't they're going have for an... is like cuz what Mark Stephen Johnson's Daredevil in this one is kind of the feeling I get is that it's striving for, like, a very Frank Miller-era yes. type of Daredevil. So he's a much harder-edged... He's not a superhero, he's a vigilante. And I think the the kind of arc that the Daredevil goes through, as in the, the masked identity, if you will, is going from vigilante to something more like a superhero but that also i like the idea of that but i feel like the writing doesn't achieve it as well as it should no i don't really feel like he daredevil himself has an arc Mm -hmm. as such um because a lot of stuff like i said a lot of stuff's really harried we'll get to some of my big faults with it and again not a condemnation of the movie we've seen Several superhero oh, yeah. movies. I'll, I'll on like, this show. No matter what we say about this, I'll love this movie forever. I'll, is, I'll always rewatch it. There are a fuck ton of superheroes that well, I could list off the and, dome piece that know, are far worse than and this. And I can't lie, like this also was probably my first real exposure to the character, and you know made me a fan. So 
you know, it'll, it'll definitely have the nostalgia edge on it. Yeah. Um, but yes, I like him. I like him as Matt. He has a, like, Ben Affleck is very charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that works out. He can act. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, yes, but we, his life flashes before his blind eyes, mm. even as a blind man. We get his, he gets his own Harrison Ford Blade Runner narration in some parts of the movie. Well, <laughs> this also, I feel like, is Mark Stephen Johnson doing the the Frank Miller style narration for uh, his movie. Because if you listen to it, it sounds very Frank Miller-esque. It sounds yes. like it's striving for, and it would, it's one of those things where I, I don't know, I'm 50-50 on it, because I feel like it would be better in a comic book form. Yeah, and uh, this is good Frank Miller, too, not the not the over-the-edge crazy shit Frank Miller that we, yeah. like, the, the, the good one. Yeah. I feel the need to, I don't know, I, there will come a point where I will be like, yeah, it's just like Frank Miller do this kind of shit sure uh, but this is when he was you know didn't go off the deep end and everyone was a whore because <laughs> it's oh boy and like uh that entire batman the all-star batman i never read it oh so it's... i didn't you know yeah but he you know his life flashed before your eyes even if you are a blind man mm. uh, yeah it's not that like '90s, yeah, you know, but it's trying for like a hard-boiled thing. So well, we yeah, get... like I said, it's trying for the the Frank Miller vibe of it, which I can appreciate because I do like, as you said, the good Frank Miller era work. So, but yes, he is a a bullied kid, Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. as and his dad. Uh, the, like he's trying to get away, and the boys kick his ass anyway and i think one of those bullies is tony soprano's kid i'm not sure he looks familiar but i'm not i don't know if it's aj it might be i was like looking at it and i was like it could be is that where i know him from there's actually a lot of them i i wrote down some of the different people that i don't think you might have noticed that were in the background of this movie but yeah we'll see um yeah it is uh he goes home. His dad is passed out with a bunch of Heinekens, which is the official beer of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime anyone has a beer, it's a Heineken. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> it's just like, what a specific beer for uh, <laughs> Battle and Jack Murdoch. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, someone said he fought like a devil and it stuck. Mm. He used to be a contender. He used to have class. Yeah. And I said he's a bum, which is what he is now. <laughs> yeah, champion of bums. That's what those kids said, Dad. And he's like, uh, the only thing you need to hit is the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jack Murdoch wants, uh, you know, Matt to make something of his life. You know, he, he, Matt seems to lack a lot of vision. Mm. Well said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, you think you're working with Fallon? Out there, late nights. <laughs> He's like laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> just because, just because I work for the Tonight Show doesn't mean you <laughs> have to fucking sink to that level. No, he denies it. Says, "I think I'm working double duty out at the docks." Oh yeah. And also, you know, doing all that. Not working for Fallon. So then he he goes to the docks because he has a good report card, and his dad's not there. 
Mm. Asks the guy, and it's like, hey, your dad hasn't worked here for months. So he throws the report card down in disgust. Ah, see, because in the the theatrical cut, Matt uh, goes to the docks and sees his dad beating up somebody, and in a huff, he throws the report card, and it's all A's. Yes, it's also all A's, but it's the doc guy that says it. And then he sees his dad beating up somebody, and the guy is just, and he's the, the guy, David Keith, the reverse Keith David, uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks over and is like, Matt? And he's like, Dad? And then the guy's like, both of you? <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> and so he... Well, you can tell he's working for a bad guy because he's, he's in a all leather in black. jacket. He's all in <laughs> as, as Rocky did. I think that might be yeah. a shout out. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, Matt just starts running as far as his little legs will take him. And he yeah. runs in front of a forklift, which mm-hmm. is carrying toxic waste yep. as it does. And the toxic waste sprays into his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then his eyes burn out of his skull and he dies a very violent death. And a, and a movie. Well, that's the well, realistic I, version. The, yeah, the I had, version. I had in my head that he turns into Super Matt, <laughs> and then he gets, like, a really big eyes. Because <laughs> that's how I everything I've learned about Toxic Waste this summer is that it's actually pretty fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's called The Groovies. <laughs> Groovies. Yeah. Uh. It, it's both radioactive... That's why they call it Rads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's totally so fucking is... awesome. Go <laughs> find it. Go rip open a can that you find and just dunk in and see what happens. Yeah, just dive into the toxic waste. It's probably going to help you out. Everything I've learned in fiction has taught me that toxic waste overblown. Your concerns? Don't, Don't worry anything. about it. There's at least a... There's at least a well, no, there's no chance that you're going to get superpowers, but, you know. That's why Marie Curie got superpowers. Yeah. Because she was so radioactive. <laughs> Made her good at science. Mm-hmm. Man, it's crazy. They used to put uh, put shit like that in toothpaste and all kinds Radium, of man. Yeah. It used to be a wonder cure. Look up the radium girls if you want to just be really sad. Yeah. Then, then there was a very, very sudden realization that, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, no, though, the people that did it, they they knew. Because mm-hmm. the guys in the back working with the radium, they would be in suits, and then the radium girls would just be out there in normal clothes. Oh, that sucks. Oh, yeah, it was a big lawsuit. The ones that made it with the rest of their jaws, because they would dip their paint, in the, and then they would, like, because you can't get a paintbrush normal, so they'd lick the br- brush, and then they got all kinds of mouth oh, cancers. Oh, God. And, yeah. I, horrible, I, oh. horrible thing. Okay, Uh Quick aside, I don't know if this will make it into the episode because it's too dark, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's very interesting. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The United States Radium Corporation. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, he gets. Uh, I'm gonna call it sonar vision. Yeah, I don't know what the tech echolocation maybe. Uh... Because, like, he can see the sounds, mm-hmm. and, it create, and it bounces off the, yeah. He creates reverberations that he creates a picture for his for his eyes. It's a very cool, the shadow world, as I guess you call it. I love the effect that they did with the movie. 
I think it's yes. a really cool way to do it. Well, because it's a power that you can't really, like, you couldn't really do this without kind of the aid of computer graphics mm-hmm. in its own, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how you would make that work. Yeah, yeah you would either, you'd either it, not show it, yeah. But especially for the time, I remember just being really taken aback by just like, wow, that's so, like, he can, like, just how he uses all of it to focus on something and very, very cool. I I always was like, man, that's just it's really neat yeah and so he uh is terrified in his in his uh, hospital room because he can hear everything mm-hmm. and it's causing the world to just light up yeah boom boom and that's just the drops and the the faucet in the room and then he hears you know the the traffic outside but it's just up to 11 everything mm-hmm. is just oh it's a it's a really great sequence showing just like the initial aftermath and him starting to get his powers yeah and guys jackhammering because yeah all of his other senses have been enhanced is what he says Mm -hmm. literally all of them because you know there's uh, well except for sight that got (laughs) dehanced or side graded i'd guess because he can still kind of (laughs) see yeah side graded that's a good way to call it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i mean he can still kind of see. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he can still kind of. It's, you know. I mean, not... he couldn't read a book or anything. <laughs> Can't read a billboard. No. Or watch any TV. No. But he's got that sick echolocation. Mm-hmm. So he could find the TV. He could yeah. find the book. I mean, his sense of, you know, touch, smell, taste, according to him, all have been enhanced. The other senses that we don't really talk about, like your ability to tell where your hand is, even if you aren't looking at it, enhanced. that sense has been enhanced. Balance enhanced. Enhanced. <laughs> Self your indi- enhanced. Your, your idea of where up is in relation to your rest of your body enhanced. enhanced. I mean, that would totally explain his amazing acrobatics, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I I know. I just like joking at that. <laughs> I know, right? It's just because everybody's like, oh, the five senses. I fuck that. More like 35 fucking senses. We got a <laughs> we ton got a more senses. More that. Yeah. <laughs> he can really taste umami. Oh, man. That'd be, a, his... that'd be a good one, too. Just like, whoa. I can tell where all of, like, all the components of this dish, what they are. He could, if he failed as a lawyer, he could be like a, like a food taster somewhere. Super taster. Blindfold yeah. him and he recreates dishes. <laughs> well, you wouldn't need to blindfold him. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be fair. <laughs> hey, we do this to everybody, all right? <laughs> uh, things could have been so, so different for Matt Murdock. So, yeah, now that he's... Now that he's blind. Oh, yeah. Did we mention that we watched two different versions? So I ended up watching yeah, that, the director's cut. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. I didn't know if that made it to the cut. Um, oh, don't worry. I'll. I know. I wrote down where. Don't worry. We're good. Okay. I'll take uh, yeah. So he's like, I've become the boy without fear. Me and my dad. We is us against the world. Two long shots. Because mm-hmm. I guess his dad stopped working for Jimmy Fallon. Well, he's like, I gotta, oh, I'm so guilty. Well, I, I, I get the sense that, like, he, you know, once he saw his kid and just had that moment of like, oh, fuck, man. Oh, my God. You mean I've been hurting people? Well, you know, it's, uh, that's just, that's normal. You know, like, you gotta do, 
you you tell yourself you do what you got to do, and then something eventually just like snaps you out of it, you know. Externalities, I get it. You know, and then he decides like, okay, I'm gonna do better. You know, we're gonna I'm gonna do better for Matt. Matt's gonna you know not give up for me. We're gonna you know support each other. You know, have a strong bond there. So yeah, I, Dad's I like gonna. That. Dad's gonna become champ at forty-five, and yeah, everything. right. <laughs> well, that comes into that comes into play. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and he he does all kinds of kooky acrobatics and saves Stan Lee along the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. He Sorry. almost walks into traffic. Stan does. Yep. He does, and then yeah, we see young Matt doing flips and shit, and mm-hmm. like grinding off of like Tony Hawk style, grinding off of rails into into piles of garbage well you know it is hell's kitchen yeah yeah and uh then the bullies they don't let up man they come back after him and they're like hey you're blind we hate that (laughs) get out of here with your disabilities you you non-sighted fuck (laughs) you still suck we hate you and uh come on punch me blindo and (laughs) (laughs) like like, who the fuck bullies a blind kid oh fucking kids are cruel i could totally believe that i know but like just like you want to get into a fight with the blind kid and uh i don't think get into a fight i want to just beat up a blind kid and uh yeah matt uses his cane and fists and and beats the shit out of this guy embarrasses Mm -hmm. him yep embarrass the whole three of them and uh, then walks away. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. So we, we cut then to the fight. Uh, Jack is versus John Romita. <laughs> I know, I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. He's not, oh, poor John. <laughs> John Romita. <laughs> it's just, Love you, John uh, Romita. But, ow. There's a lot of... A uh, lot of good lot of... nods to the creators. Anybody who's associated with Daredevil, which I do... It's I, That's another double-edged thing where it's like... I like that they get acknowledged, but sometimes it can be a bit like, oh, I, I can tell what you're doing. Yeah, like sometimes it's a little too cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, Fallon comes out and it's uh, Hector from Breaking Bad. Look at me, Hector. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. You never watched that. You don't know what I'm fucking talking no, about. No, but I know who the the actor's in all kinds of shit, Devin. He's not just I Hector. <laughs> I, I, know who he I is. know him primarily I, as I Hector. know the reference as well, so But he says that he uh yeah, you fought Bendis mm-hmm. and uh, he th- he name drops a bunch of people. Yeah, Mac, uh Miller. I think he says Miller. Mm-hmm. Bendis uh, like, Bendis oh, was the big one, yeah. There's Bendis, yeah. Yep, I, yeah, so uh, those were they were all bums. I rigged those fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really think that at like forty eight you can fucking go the distance? This isn't a Rocky movie. We're not in Philadelphia. Yeah, and is this like, you know, then if he's such a bum, then why do you need him to take a dive against that one guy? You know, people have put money on him now. Yeah, I suppose. Well, but I mean, if the other guy that he's fighting, I, I he's not a very I, I good criminal. Yeah, I suppose not, because uh, he's he's like, I want you to take a dive, and yeah, he's, he's not gonna take the dive. No, um, so Matt's he's like, gonna, Come on, Matt's gonna urge him to not take the dive. Yep. So they go into the fight, 
And uh, what you may not have noticed is that Fallon's bodyguard, the guy right next to him, was Kane Hodder. Oh, I thought I recognized him. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, is that Kane Hodder? It was. Cool. In a non-speaking role. <laughs> well, hey, it's nice that he's here. No, I because yeah. I, I did think, like, man, who... Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah, you would. I was like, Dayton probably wouldn't necessarily recognize Kane Hodder. That was one I, I uh, definitely recognized. Uh, but yeah, we get into the the uh, had another boxing match on this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again. <laughs> Never gonna keep him down. And he beats and up John Romita. <laughs> I don't know if it's junior or senior. <laughs> it's senior. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you call it John Romita Jr. Otherwise, yeah, you beat up John Romita Sr. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Matt's like, I waited for my dad outside the Apollo for a while. I, <laughs> I, the Apollo. <laughs> I thought it was the Apollo. I, I read that as the Apollo. I was like, is that the place from Saturday Night Live? After Saturday Night Live? No. Like, live from the Apollo? Yeah. They're, live from the Apollo is a thing. They don't have boxing matches there, I don't think. But I, it's, I didn't figure. I thought it was like a Motown show. The Olympian. I think it's the Olympian. Oh, I wrote down the Apollo. <laughs> I like mine better. Mostly <laughs> boxing match slash Motown. Jack Quaid wouldn't, wouldn't uh, do the fall on the song. Uh, Motown. Uh, Jack Murdoch, sir. Uh, Never, yeah. Mr. Barry Gordy. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, he he uh, dies, and then Matt... Uh, <laughs> not suddenly. Not suddenly. Wilson Fisk fucking kills him. Uh, well, we don't know who it is. It's I like mean, they, as we as we as we will we, discover, it is Wilson it is, Fisk. Yeah, he he leaves a rose there for Matt, which means that he moves on to the next step of the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what that the rose ceremony is very important. Getting yeah. a rose is the whole the whole thing. I guess so. He he's excited. Matt gets to have a new mom, except he doesn't because <laughs> Jack's dead. <laughs> that's funny so (laughs) i i remember Mm -hmm. at some point that stick was in this movie was stick in this movie no he's an electra okay huh i just found that out today that sticks in electra by terrence stamp yeah okay not by as Terrence Stamp is stick, not as yeah, you know, fucking you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, they don't really. He would be a main figure in the whole origin of Matt, but they they kind of gloss over that bit because he's not really a ninja, uh, as some interpretations of Daredevil tend to embrace. Like how, the Netflix how could he show. Because he's in all red. Well, he could still be. He could still like. If Batman's a samurai, then Daredevil could be a ninja and be in all red. Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Matt wakes up then in a... He sleeps in one of the uh, hyperbaric chamber? Hyperbolic chamber. Yeah. It's the biggest chamber. <laughs> it's huge. So much water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all over. No sensations. 
<laughs> he's he's got to be very pruney. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and then he takes a shower, mm-hmm. which I mean, sure, yep. I would take a shower before I got into my water chamber. <laughs> uh, I like the idea, but it's always just seems so like extra. Like it's just like wow, that's a bit. You know, I get what they're I get what they're going for though. With I would have just gone with with headphones. Uh, yeah, but it looks more badass with the whole like you know, because Daredevil doesn't have a bat cave. You got to give him some interesting stuff. I can see yeah. that for a for a movie adaptation, because otherwise it's just an apartment. Yes, it is a uh, a very Spartan apartment, which mm-hmm. of course. What, do you think he's going to pay for decorations? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and yeah, he, so he gets up to start his day. And I do like uh, that they really paid attention to things that, uh, you know, the blind people have to do, like, or blind people do with, like, uh, the, money the money in the case thing. I thought that was really cool. Like, it's good. It's good that they, you know, tri- did their best to portray that as accurately as possible. Because it, yes. it is one, you know, could easily be just kind of throw up and, you know, hands in the air like, ah, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah, so like he folds his fives and his tens in different ways so mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, you can't get screwed over that way. Yep. Um, but yeah, he is in court, which is his job. He did finally become a lawyer. Um, I have a question. Sure. What kind of fucking law case is this? Because Matt is a public like he works for the public like he takes on cases right i guess yeah this seemed like it was a criminal case i which you're asking the wrong guy i just know the basics that matt performs the law so i and i don't think we're supposed to go like ah the the in-depths of this but i i'm not really sure because she what so Cause, well, because like the idea is that like the guy, uh-huh. uh, Joe Casada, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. For people but, that don't uh, know, uh, editor in chief of Marvel Comics, I'm really running that guy's name through the mud though, because they're like, I, you know, it was consensual. <laughs> no, it like, wasn't. No, it wasn't. And she has like bruises all over yeah, her face horrible, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like this horrible sexual assault, and I'm like, is this a civil case then are you suing for this lady because matt is not the district attorney or an assistant district attorney listen all i know is is that new york city crimes are handled by two separate and distinct <laughs> entities the police that prosecute yeah the- and daredevil who fucking <laughs> beats ass after the system fails <laughs> yeah so i, I was i'm not exactly sure because just the i mean it is I, I think it's just playing with it on comic book terms, you know. No, yeah, so it's I, just the because I don't know, I don't know even how you'd hand wave it because I know very little about the world of law. Well, because I was like, oh, well, he's obviously has to be suing then for some sort of civil thing, and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, yeah, the jury, you know, they don't like that kind of stuff, and I was like, what are you? Uh, yeah, and so he's there with his uh, Fog his Nelson. Law- Law partner BFF Foggy Nelson. Love him. He's great. He is very good. John uh, Favreau, who we will just, see many, many times in the future. John Favreau plays Marvel characters with indistinct first names. <laughs> Franklin. 
Oh, yeah, I guess that's... Fuck. Mm-hmm. He's a good lawyer because he can count by twos and tie his shoes. Hey, it's foggy. <laughs> yeah. Putting mustard in your tea. Yeah, he uh, is foggy, named after the least successful dwarves. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, foggy and happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, he because he also oh we see that Matt has lie detector ears. Mm-hmm. He can tell when you're lying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, another classic Daredevil thing. Yeah. Well, they zoom in on his ears. That's why. Like it's. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, his ears can detect if you're lying. <laughs> yeah. Because of your heart rate, because mm-hmm. of the uh, polygraph, because liars, their hearts beat. Yeah. You ever seen a person who's told the truth while their heart was like who lied while their heart wasn't beating? <laughs> I don't quite understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever you ever tried to lie when your heart stopped? Oh I yeah, haven't. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so then yes, he suits up because it's like justice has failed. All is lost. I have to, re- <laughs> I have to reclaim. All is lost. <laughs> All is lost. <laughs> this one lady did not get the justice that she deserved. Well, in so what we what we, in, court. what we infer, I suppose, is that uh, Joe Casada would have, I guess, gone to jail. And I'm not. I'm just saying, in, on the movie's terms of how the law works, <laughs> yes. okay, ho, ho, Joe Casada would have gone to jail if the jury had convicted him of, uh, you know, violently sexually assaulting this woman. So because the system has failed, Matt is going to become the, well, not become for like a first time, but don the suit of Daredevil, well, become Yes, Daredevil. he he continues to be vengeance. He continues mm-hmm. to be the knight. Yes, um so he he suits up we get to see it uh you want to talk about we could talk about the suit yeah it's uh it's very i don't hate it no i don't hate it it's it's kind of the one thing because i think like one of the things i love about daredevil from the comic is i think he has one of the sleekest costumes and comics like it's very like it's i love it's just so elegant like just the red and just the just very cool and i think that can be really difficult to translate to screen and especially if you're trying to think of it in like i'll say like realistic terms what which early 2000s yeah yeah early 2000s realistic terms because i think we've gotten better with it you know especially as time has gone on so you know like even daredevil as we've seen him more recently in the netflix show like that costume still it's not all the way there uh, the first, well, the second one, not the black one, but the when he finally gets the red one, you know, it's still not totally like there yet. But so he's, it's kind of like paradoxically hard to to translate the screen, I think. But I do, I do like it. I think it does, you know. Yeah, it's a bit too much like leather for my taste. Mm-hmm. I get it, 
But it's the same problem I have with, like, the X-Men suit, where it's just, like... Yeah, like, it, it seems like, like it'd be very uncomfortable. Exactly. It looked like it'd be just so hot. Like, you just would be exhausted. But in certain shots, I do like the, the shade of red that they went with. And I like what they did with the eyes, where it's, uh... <clears throat> has, like, the kind of mirror effect kind of thing. Yes. And the... It does embrace, like, it has the horns, and the, mm. it has... It like has the even DD. DD on it. Yeah. yeah. So Designated driver, so he's good to drive. <laughs> yep, totally. So And I, and I like the fact that, you know, because that's another thing where they could have so easily went for the the other, you know, version of Frank Miller, which is the all-black uh, kind of ninja-esque outfit like they did with the first season of the Netflix show. So, I, and I like the, you know, I like the fact that they did their best to go for it, uh with what they I, could do, you know. I also like the fact that they went with a yeah, Daredevil's been Daredevil for a while. Yeah. Like he's this already is not a his first this, adventure. Exactly, he's, yeah. He's been around. He's got you experience, know. you know. It, it doesn't matter how long. It's just he's already Daredevil. I agree. I like that too. More movies should just do that. Because there's too many like superhero origin stories that Well, it it wraps up the origin really quick. I'd say in like oh, yeah. the first like 15 minutes. Uh, it was a little longer for me, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yes, I like totally agree. And yeah, so he goes to a very interesting bar. I think it's supposed uh, to be Josie's bar, which is a location from the Daredevil comics. Yeah, so it's inside Hell's Kitchen, and let me tell you, this place has got everything. A rude bartender. Joe Casada <laughs> downing shots like it's no tomorrow because yeah. he's like, "Did you hear? I'm innocent." And yeah. I was like, "Matt Murdock is not a district attorney." <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it's it has got ladies motor... who flash bikers as they rev their engines. I remember and that start from the director's fa- cut. Yeah, I was like, "Jesus, okay, all right, I'm here for it." <laughs> yeah, she, she's just like, "Fuck it, show the girls." They, they just two guys have loud motorcycles and they're lighting trails of whiskey. Yeah. I'll, yeah, we we get the uh, impression that Joe Casada here is what a kingpin's meant, and I was just like, he doesn't seem like he fits the crowd. Well, he doesn't. I mean, you don't have to fit. You just have to work for the kingpin and pay your pay your tribute to the boss. So you know. I just meant like stylistically. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think kingpin cares though, as long as you fucking. Oh yeah, no, I just meant like. You know, he just seems out of... He and his drinking buddies seem out of place. In the same way that we would seem out of place at that bar. <laughs> well, like, I don't think Kingpin would roll down there ever to be like, hey, let's hang out. You know? No, Kingpin doesn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, we would just be like, we want to talk about comic books. <laughs> I don't know why we'd certainly talk like we're Murlocs. <laughs> of course we would. That's how it works. Um, so uh, then... <laughs> Matt's just in the rafters mm-hmm. of this very high ceilinged huge uh, warehouse death, bar. Death trap of a bar. Yep. Um and one guy just looks over like, Hey, what's up with him? Hey, what uh, is that uh, new feature of the bar? And Joe Casada's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. What do you want? And uh Daredevil replies with the classic vengeance and then he smacks Joe Casada in his bitch mouth. Yeah, with this, he throws a cane at him. Yeah. 
Billy Stat uh, or Billy Club? I can't remember the name of it. William Club. <laughs> William Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not fully extended. Uh, take thine. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, William Club. There's William Club, and you're not a member. It's exclusive. Um, so yes, they get into a a, a pretty sick fight actually, mm-hmm. uh, with Daredevil doing flips, uh, getting into fights, lighting all the pool tables on fire. That happened somehow. Yep, yep. Uh, I guess uh, that's just another feature of this bar. Um, it's flaming pool. You know how you kind of have the midnight bowling where they do a black light. <laughs> we do flaming pool. <laughs> it's uh, impractical. Yeah, dangerous and impractical. Just how we like it in Josie's bar. And he walks across the the pool table. Also and... dangerous and impractical. Looks cool. But... Yeah. Well, because you see, a time to give the devil his due, and the guy's like, I. I'm skipping out on my check. And he runs. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want pay, good sir. And he runs yeah. out of the runs out of Josie's bar into the street, uh, falls over into a puddle, and then he sees Daredevil in the in the reflection. Yep. And uh, then he goes into the subway, mm. the uh, underground train system, not a sandwich shop. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, the subway cars, as they roll past, uh, cause like pain. It's like a it overloads the system. It's too loud. Yeah. Uh, which seems bad in this situation. <laughs> it was not it, not good in the soon to soon to be brawl. And he he goes, eventually clears his head and goes and finds Joe Casada who's hiding behind a pillar, mm-hmm. and then uh, catch up with him. I think he chokes him out with his with his William club. Yeah, he basically has whatever the uses the grapple thing to wrap around Casada's neck and get him around a pillar, and says, "Hey, how are you?" My you name doing? is Daredevil, John <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> I am and, here to be ending your life today. And he's then another train rolls past, and. Uh, it looks like Daredevil's about to die, but he just throws him onto the tracks, mm-hmm. and it says that light at the end of the tunnel—that's not—that's not heaven. Yeah, it's the C train, and then it which runs I, over. I thought adding the C train was a little much. I figured he already got the point since <laughs> well, he was on the tracks. You know, you gotta you gotta add a little bit for emphasis. Well, and then Daredevil. Uh, has to make a run for it because he did just commit a murder. So he takes some lighter fluid and sprays his insignia, very mm-hmm. important, then leaves. Yep, let him know you're here. Because, uh, yeah, then uh, Ben Urich, uh, mm-hmm. classic Daredevil character, and comes Spider-Man in. And character as well. Yeah, I associate him more with, with, the, yeah, uh, with he, the Daredevil. Yeah, I, I just, I associate him with Spider Man too just because they both. He classically works at the Daily Bugle as well. So he works for the New York Post here. Unfortunately, famed journalist uh, Haven, <laughs> the, the New par- York Post, paragon of fucking of uh, editorial virtue, the New York Post. Yeah. So uh, it's like, oh, can you can talk to the cop? Like, can you confirm this is the Daredevil? And it's like, there's no Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Fuck off. And so. It, so he takes his cigarette and throws it into a puddle, which lights the... <laughs> which creates thing, the flame and DD. Which uh, 
Surprised none of those fucking flatfoot cops didn't like mess that up or <laughs> see it or yeah. how did he know? How I don't know, you... but you he can tell that he notices because when he walks in in into the subway the first time he sniffs the air. So I guess they are just like, I don't know, but yeah, I guess it's because <laughs> he's a good journalist. He's a news hound. And Daredevil is just like, this is how I'll show it. They'll figure it out. They'll light that fucker on fire. There you go. I was yeah. here. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, they know to fucking light that up. So, looks cool. Uh, it does look cool. I want to say right at the jump, though, I hate that Daredevil murders this guy. Because, like, the whole thing, I guess, is him just going through a redemptive arc of just, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to murder people no more. Well, the the way that I took it is he's spent this whole, like, you know, since he was a kid into this, just kind of being, just kind of uh, dedicated to his own kind of warped version of justice that it's kind of became, right? So he has this kind of single-minded devotion to, I'm going to fucking essentially, like, punish the wicked and whatever. And so now he's gotten to the point where it's like, fuck it, I'll just, you know... I'll just casually just fucking kill a, a vile, unrepentant rapist. That's fine. You know, who's going to who's gonna care? Justice is done. And then, you know, later when he kind of has a moment that he kind of, I would say, resonates to his situation with his dad years prior, it kind of just kicks it into the head, his head like, ah, fuck, maybe this isn't fucking what I should be doing. And then when... Uh, spoilers, he meets Electra. things start to get better, and then when she starts to go down like a path of revenge, he's like, no, don't, it's gonna be bad. That's how I took the, took uh, Matt's arc through the movie. Sure, except and I, I mean, I guess we can touch on it more, I don't know. You've, presumably, people have already seen the movie, but when he he goes through this whole, like, I guess redemptive arc. Yeah. But what he does to Bullseye, like, would presumably kill him. Yeah, but he's like, not dead. I mean, just because the guy lived doesn't mean what you did wouldn't kill a man. Like, <laughs> he threw him through a fucking church window, like, yeah, at least four or five he's stories. He's dead, so he's going to just be wrapped up in a big body cast, and that's it. To yeah, prison. but... He intended to inflict that much damage, which oh, by any rational person had, would have had, killed intended, the bullseye. He intended for him to land on a car. <laughs> <laughs> which is the softest of all landings. Fuck him. He just killed Electra. Yeah, I know. That's but then he, go, then he goes back to the kickpad like, no, you get to live with it. I'm like, you, as far as you knew, just killed bullseye. I don't. No, I'd say that he didn't. I'd, I'd say that he knows that he's not going to kill Bullseye. But it's, you know, again, fuck him. He didn't kill him. He's still alive. And he didn't kill Kingpin. So he's getting better. I mean, it's just an attempted murder. It's fine. Yeah. It's Bullseye. But, like, when, <laughs> when he gets... And eventually, you know, he gets uh, framed for... Daredevil gets framed for murder. But when he's already been killing people, it's like, how do you get... Oh no, you've been framed for murder. Not well, that one. I draw the line at murders I actually did. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's probably true. I, you know, because by that point, he's already kind of, he's already in the mode where it's like, all right, I'm going to 
still be Daredevil, but I'm not going to fucking kill people. So it's, you know, it's the like, oh, no, they framed John Wayne Gacy for murder. Maybe not that extreme. No, that's not extreme. I think your your barometer on this is all fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. He's, I mean, he fucking kills people. He he almost fucking killed an an unrepentant rapist who mocked the rape survivor to her face in court. Yes. Yeah. Nobody's gonna miss Joe Quesada. And he no one will applaud that decision. <laughs> devoted family man or something. I don't know. <laughs> devoted rapist, Joe Casada. He will be sorely missed by no one. <laughs> Doesn't mean you go around killing people, Matt. It it does what it you know, that's what he's kind of del- <coughs> delved into as Daredevil. And then once he, you know, you're you know, it your redemption arc's got to start somewhere. You know, it's small steps. And I would say that he's killed a lot more people because they've they didn't make a big deal of the fact that he started killing people. He See, is like I, they were fairly blasé about the fact because like I'd normally in these kind of fairly things, blasé because it was Joe Casada. Because I I don't know the movie doesn't confirm or deny, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Matt goes home and is dumped over the phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and he, like, showers and takes a tooth out yep. in the shower. And his his body's just covered in scars. Also very reminiscent of that famous uh, Alex Ross Batman portrait. Or just, like, just back is just marked with damage. Mm-hmm. And he takes his Percocets and... His, all of his cocktails of drugs and goes into the chamber. But before he does, he hears a struggle and then just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. I'm too, I'm too tired. Well, and I like the fact that it's showing the, the toll that this lifestyle is taking on him because aside from his senses, physically he's not, I mean, he does superhuman shit for the sake of it being a Marvel comics movie, but essentially he's not, He's not that durable like Spider-Man. He's not superhuman, you know. So it's going to start wearing him down. Yes. Though, uh, everyone seems to be a little bit more heightened in this movie, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, I chalk that up to, again, just being for the sake of the the comic book characters in it, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, so... Uh... They they get into an argument about their clients because it's the next morning at a coffee shop and Foggy is fucking with Matt by giving him mustard. Well, they they argue about their clients and Foggy wants to be, you know, a bit more of a lawyer about their clients. And Matt's like, what's wrong with our clients paying with fluke and fucking basketballs and, you know, all this shit. And Foggy just like, and Matt's like, hand me the honey for my tea. And Foggy's like, ah, oh, fuck you, Matt. And just hands him mustard. Yeah. Uh, but just then he spots Matt can, like, he has the pretty girl vision and, mm-hmm. and spots uh, who we will come to find out as Electra. Yep. In the coffee shop. And is like, oh, yes, she will be mine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, bumps into her and like, hey, can you tell me where to find the honey? 
And she's like, it's right in front of you. Like, can you be more helpful? And mm-hmm. he's like, what are you blind? They're like, oh my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Here. And she's, you know, hands him the honey. And then Foggy takes a sip of the mustardy uh, tea because Matt had switched it out and spits all over the place. John Favreau's great. I love yes. him in this movie. Um, yeah. So uh, Electra eventually leaves. And then Matt follows her. And is like, hey, can I get your name? And then that leads to uh, <laughs> a very, a very excessive, excessive and gravityless uh, <laughs> fucking playground fight. Y- the yeah, wire so work. <laughs> I hope my wire fighting team is ready. Because <laughs> yeah, they start fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt's just, like, doing all the blocks and stuff. He's not actually going for any sort of yeah. you know, attacks. And they they fight on a seesaw, and then they balance on it. And, yeah, they get, like, wrapped up, and he's like, I'm not going to fight you. Mm-hmm. I just want to know your name, lady. Yeah, and the fight ends when she steps on his toe and then throws him on a bench, and then she says, my name's Electra Nachios. And she is impressed by the abilities of Matt Murdock. So they start walking together and chatting. Yep. And then the her bodyguards show up because she is heiress to the Nacho fortune. Mm-hmm. It's all liquid gold. <laughs> liquid gold. Nacho's gold. <laughs> it's... Uh, and we find out that her father, Nicholas Nachios, is another one who works for the Kingpin. Yep. He provides the nachos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Nachos. I, I could not spell na- the real thing, so in my notes, I always just put him as Mr. Nacho. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nacho. <laughs> Eric Gavardi, Mr. Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nachos. Uh... Excuse me, Mr. Nachos, sir. <laughs> he has a monocle and always <laughs> ready with a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nachos Mr. sounds Nacho. like my kind of man. My, there's a daredevil villain I could fight. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so we're at... Uh, we go now to Fisk Corp, mm-hmm. where they sell business. <laughs> Lots of business. And uh, here's another, uh, the Kingpin, played by Michael Clark Duncan, the late, great Michael Clark Duncan. And go out of my way to say it, absolutely inspired casting. Like, yeah, excellent. kills it. Yeah, just a mountain of a man. Mm-hmm. And just exudes it- that kind of calm power that the kingpin should have yeah as he kills two of his own guards yeah i forgot that's not in the theatrical but he does do that for like no, no reason right no he just real does it. he just does it because he can i think yeah it's just like yeah we could use better security and just kills these two guards that apparently must have failed him for you know standing there they needed to stand elsewhere <laughs> yeah he's very finicky about the distance between his bodyguards and uh, Mr. Nachos wants out. He doesn't want a part of this kingpin organization anymore. Yeah, he wants to go legit. We're moving the whole operation in Nevada. Uh, he says, I want, I want out, Wilson. Yeah, so I'm going to start investing in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go legit. It's going to be olive oil, and that's it. That's it. We're going from nachos to olive oil. Yeah, and and whatever else happened. Oranges, maybe? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, well, a few oranges. There's some orange juice in there, too, when Michael has the diabetes. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
I'm sorry. It's just been so long. That entire <laughs> movie's a fucking fever dream. Uh, yeah. What uh, anyways? Enough of that shit. Coolio's here. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah, if not for Dayton. Coolio, his entire character, like a fucking 30-minute arc, or like a 20-minute subplot of this movie just didn't happen in Dayton's cut of the movie. Yeah. And he's better for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with Coolio. Like, actually, pretty fun casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, so, this entire subplot, I think I'm just going to talk about it and wrap it up in a little bow sure. for us, so that way we can just sort of move past it yeah, as a... Like as it- a uh, tandem yeah because also like i said i have also seen the director's cut but it's just been a while since I've, i haven't gotten the the refresher as of late so so uh yes they framed coolio uh his name is dante yeah i know right because he's been laughing and blasting so long <laughs> that even his mama thinks that his mind is gone ah but he ain't ever bust a man that didn't deserve it Huh? And that's the real problem because they put the murder weapon in his hand for this uh, prostitute um, whose name I forgot. And uh, so he and Matt take the case because the lie detector ears and then they break into this prostitute's apartment and then they find an indention that says mom six to nine or hmm. six to eight. And then it's uh, eventually because Karen Page realizes it's upside down and it's wow and that's the um and the date and that's where they link it up and then that's where they find out who the kingpin really is through this and then they acquit uh coolio okay of the charges that's where we go and, and that's that's it coolio plays like a you know kind of a, a aloof sort of character is like you know no, no, I was high as hell. I don't own a, a gun, yeah. not that gun, but I do own a shotgun. And you got to be careful with shotguns because they, you know, and mm-hmm. over explains and it's uh, it's all played for laughs. Yeah. Uh, well, see, because and I can understand why people. Me, too, because, yeah, now that you're I'm like, yeah, that's right, because Karen Page did have a bit larger of the role in the in the other one. So I can see why Daredevil fans and other people would probably be like, yeah, because that's actually I feel like a better way of explaining who the kingpin is in this movie because uh, well yeah belt bullseye basically just tells him if i remember correctly yes well he does in this version too it's yeah. like that's how daredevil finds out but the cops and ben urich find out through this reason like that they did okay like foggy figures it out and that's how that why the cops are coming at the end um okay you know honestly yeah i can yeah i actually kind just I'm sure it's like uh, one of those things again. Just if it was written better, probably flow better. But I actually like the fact that they give the other, you know, Daredevil characters something to do that's related to the the law firm. Oh, they don't give Karen very much to do at all. Well, she at just least grabs she, has, she at least at least she's like <laughs> she's there a bit more than like the brief like oh hey yeah that's Karen Page bye bye you know yeah and um, hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, yeah. This also, they find a cop on the stand uh, who is, like, Matt doesn't think is lying, but he actually has a pacemaker. Mm. And that throws off his, his lie detecting. Oh, right on. Um, and then he fucks up his car. Okay. And we'll probably get to that later, but that is uh, 
Yes, that is all of Coolio's. That is all. That is the entire Coolio arc. Yep. May he also rest in peace. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Kingpin also has hired Bullseye. It was our first scene with Bullseye, mm-hmm. who's playing darts, chugging beers, mm-hmm. and uh, win some money. And the what guy's like, goddamn Irishman. Yeah. No, because Colin Farrell, and he's yep. aggressively Irish he in is, this movie. He's using his natural voice in this one. And yeah, Colin Farrell, too, is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Colin Farrell in this. Because Bullseye is kind of a, he's a bit of a blank slate. Not not totally. He's supposed to be completely nuts, which I feel like Colin Farrell does very well. But I do feel like there's, you know, you can you can do whatever you want with Bullseye, I feel. Yeah. And I, and I like what the movie did with him. Um, especially by changing up his costume, because uh, Bullseye wears a very super villain costume. Mm, kind of a very classic. It's it's very it, simple, probably sounds demeaning, but it's just Of very, its time. Well, not even of its time. I think there's also ways you could do that now, but, you know, it's just very like, uh, you know, Daredevil has an arch nemesis. He needs a costume, too. His name's Bullseye. This is what he looks like. He's got a target on his head. Yeah, and he still has the target on his head in this one, so I like the fact that they kept that. And it's yeah, branded. he's got a branded. Yeah, yeah, it makes him look even crazier. Uh, yeah, and he, he wears a a weird coat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, coat. so... Like a very... It's almost like the ultimate Marvel version of Bullseye, what he would look like. Yeah, he looks uh, very Matrix-inspired. Is actually yeah, where... that's actually a good way to put it, yeah. Uh, he reminds me very much like that coat mm-hmm. and the way that he's dressed is just very matrix. Yeah. Very in like, very like 2003 well two and three. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the guy's like, ah, oh, he's fucking Irish and, uh, bullseye un- undoes a paper clip and just chucks him into his neck mm-hmm. and kills him. Yeah. I love, and, I love how they do bullseye. I'll say powers. Like it, Bullseye is he is a, he's supernatural. Yeah, yeah, the superhuman aim I just think is so just awesome. Like it's just really impressive. Because it's one of those that it's I don't want to say like is easy to do, but that's easier to do in a movie, you know. Like, yeah, just like you know. And he does a lot of interesting feats, and I'll bring them up as they go. Yeah. For now, though, he's going through airport security, and oh my god, it's kind of cringe. Is it? Uh, uh, you didn't get the airport nope. security. I just okay. got him. I just got him killing the old lady. Okay, so he goes through. For one, he's riding an escalator, and then he, as he's riding the escalator, he has his arms stretched out in a Jesus pose, <laughs> and I'm just, and he's in his full like fucking gear with like the fucking trench coat and everything. Just like and I'm Caster Pollux from fucking Face Off. That's like he's trying to be Chris Angel. Like, what the fuck are you from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like freak. As he's going through the fucking metal detector, he has a paper clip in his mouth. It's like he's like chewing on it or whatever. Huh. And he takes that out and he has more paper clips. He's going through the metal detector. And I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to prove. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious you're a hitman. Like, you're the most <laughs> obvious hitman I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but you're acting like somebody who's going to, like, been hired to kill somebody. Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, it looks like they were all having a lot of fun out there. Mm-hmm. But yes, him just te- like going out there on the escalator alone, just arms outstretched. I was like, oh my god. 
I know you could chew the scenery at the airport like that. Uh, yeah, TSA will usually move you out of the way if you start. Uh, uh, yeah, so the dead lady, though, that Matt heard um, screaming, and he was like, ah, fuck it. That was actually the lady that Coolio allegedly murdered. Oh, okay. Oh. That's the other. Okay. Well, it's... okay, yeah. Nice that ties it together. Yeah. Uh, Bullseye is now in a plane. We really got to detail his journey to New York City. And he has his headphones on, and this old lady is just talking nonstop. So he takes, like, a uh, fucking airplane peanut mm-hmm. and ricochets it off of the tray table and into her mouth and chokes and kills her. Yeah. And it's something that's very silly but very cool. Yeah, um, it really is. It's, it's also just very – I like the fact that they just – because in the theatrical, they just cut to that scene. So it also just – really kind of encapsulate his character because even though the lady's just spouting fucking nonsense she is innocent enough if annoying and she's annoying him so much that he just it just you know and then one of the stewards stewardesses is like oh she's napping would you like anything and he's like more peanuts please thanks bono (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) i'm gonna be here bullseye for today Every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa dies. <laughs> Stop fucking clapping! Stop it! Uh, so, uh, let's see. I have uh, There's a trial, but you didn't see that. So uh, he takes Electra out to a roof. And like, this is my favorite <laughs> roof in the city. <laughs> I love this roof. This here it's, roof. Yeah, well, uh, uh, so he, he goes back to the law office, uh, talks to Foggy, uh, he gets invited to a black and white gala because of Electra. He says, "Oh, he that hasn't happened for me yet." Oh, okay, so, uh, sweet. Okay, um, yeah. So uh, she she invites him to a black and white gala, and Foggy's like, "It's a pl- I'm a plus one. I'm not. I'm not the guy that goes. That's why I'm a plus one. It's just John Favreau great." And, yep. Uh, and Matt's like, "Oh, I don't want to." I don't want to seek her out or talk to her. And then he goes into the street and that's when Elijah finds him. And that's when they go to the roof. Okay. Cause in this one, he just goes, takes her, they, they've been meeting up and he takes her to a roof ah, okay. and, and he's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's about hang on. It's about to rain. And when the rain, all the sound, and I get to really see you, the real you. Mm-hmm. And you get to see the, the thing. And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really sweet moment. And I, and the fact that they uh they you know kind of got the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner uh you know got together from this movie it actually kind of adds a resonant with the romance I can believe them I can believe the fact that they're into each other yeah I will say uh man Ben Affleck has some real 2000s hair in this movie. I know. I just, every it changes. See, it changes, I, too. Sometimes it changes color and, like, shape. <laughs> yeah. But he has, like, it's, it's like, not quite spiky. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, like, an intentional mess. Yeah. It's like you'd see be It's like the kind of thing you'd see on Friends or something. Yeah. I, like, every time I saw it, I was like, I'm going to give you a pass because it's 2003. But if you did that now, I would think you're a douchebag. I know. You're just a <laughs> dork. <laughs> I was like, look at this weirdo. This, this haircut needed to die at the, when the when the year ended. So, yeah. what? Then he hears a beatdown. So he has to run and stop that because, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's 
solely in charge of crime in, in Hell's Kitchen. So he leaves Electra on the roof by herself uh, and, like, beats up this guy who's beating up another guy. Okay. And he follows him into a house, and it's some kid's dad. And he's just like, he's like, say, stop doing that. And he's like, I'm not the bad guy, kid. Mm-hmm. And then he goes up on the roof, and he's like, I'm not the bad guy. I'm yeah. not the bad guy. And then he goes to church, and then the, the priest is just like, hey, you know we're open on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. That's and, not in uh, the version. Well, no, that's not it. And I also got my shit fucked up, because that happened before... In my version, that whole bit happened with the I'm not the bad guy bit happened before the rooftop scene. I'm, I fucked up. I missed my note. Oh, that's okay. Because, yeah, then when he go when Matt goes and gets the black and white ball invitation, he gets the plus one, he's just like, I'm not going. And he's oh, all okay. sullen about it because he's in a moral crisis. Yeah. And then Foggy has to, like, but it could be good for our whatever. Yeah, our law firm. We can find clients. And so they go. Yeah, okay. Which takes us to the Black and White Gala, where we are now. The Black and White Gala has uh, color, mm-hmm. uh, shot in color. I feel misled. Yeah, I think it's supposed to refer to the tuxes. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're not going to paint the whole room. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> this is our indie comic part now. <laughs> and, and ben, or, uh, Matt Murdock shows up in blackface. He's like, I, I thought oh, it was okay. Oh, 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 darn. oh, oh no, darn. no. He shows up like Roddy Piper in WrestleMania <laughs> that one year. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Yep. It's fucking weird. Uh... Yeah, so then they meet Ben Yurick, who's drinking a Heineken, the official beer of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, and he he talks to uh, he talks to Matt specifically, and he wants to talk to Matt for some reason. So your version might explain this because I actually had this question while I was watching it, where I was like, "Why does Ben want to talk to Matt out of that's nowhere?" That's a great question. Oh, is that not in your version either? If it is, I didn't notice it. Okay, because I was like. He must have picked up on some sort of clue. Yeah, he must. He must have the hunch that Matt is Daredevil. <laughs> of all the people, like it's not like Matt Murdock is a fucking massive public figure either. No, but I, it's... you know, I, I'll just chalk that up to Ben being a pretty good journalist. Um, and then they meet Wilson Fisk, mm-hmm. and they, I, you know, they love a confrontation between two sides as a. Uh, yeah, the non-superhero versions. It's one of those kind of things. He's like, we can't represent you because we only represent the innocent. Yep. And it's like, and, that's incredibly naive for a lawyer, Matt, but I like the fact that you're trying. Uh, that's why you're poor lawyers. <laughs> yeah, that's what Foggy wants. Well, that that's why they have that bit where, uh, that great bit where Foggy and Matt are talking in the coffee shop and... Uh, Foggy's talking about. You remember how our law professors were like, we got to create a moral vacuum for clients who may not be innocent? And uh, Matt's like, that was your best course, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if you just wanted to do stuff for the money, there's all these, like, contracts and shit. You don't have to go into criminal stuff. You can. Oh, well, whatever. Um, but, yeah, and in my version, uh, Foggy just kind of. Uh, the. Go- because uh, Matt meets up with Electra, yep, 
and they dance. And then uh, Foggy just like walks around drinking, and then he runs into Fisk's lackey, Warren. Wesley. Just, that's it. Yep. Wesley Warren? <laughs> no. Well, in some, he doesn't have a name usually. Well, just, other than Wesley, he's all just Wesley. Okay. And he's just like, oh, those cufflinks. They have, wow, that's your initials. Wesley Owen Wesley, whatever the fuck. Oh, okay, yeah. That, okay, yeah, now I remember, yeah. Because this is what ties it in to Karen flipping it upside down with the note. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because wow, upside down is mom. Mm-hmm. So somebody's mom killed Coolio. No, oh. someone's mob framed Coolio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, did you also get the part where, uh... Foggy will, gropes he, the... The, the boob? With boobs. Yeah, that... Yes. I remember th- from the commentary track, uh, Mark Stephen Johnson was talking about they... So they got this venue to film, right? And when they got there, they noticed those things on the stairwell... And John Favreau just improv that bit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, there's something I missed when uh, Matt goes up to Electra. Like he walks immediate, makes a beeline to the stairs for mm-hmm. her, and then immediately smells her in a move that can only work if she's into you. Yeah, if they're together already. And there's actually a really sweet uh, story with the because she she gets all dolled up for the the event of course and as they're dancing a little bit later she you know talks about how she got she made made herself up especially for him and that was another thing that was uh from uh i can't remember the the name of it but the guy who was the blind person who was uh the uh assistant uh basically was like their uh advisor i guess for you know being blind and uh, Ben Affleck and stuff and that was a story that his wife told to Mark Stephen Johnson which was something she did years before so they just put that in the movie as an homage to him oh that is sweet yeah yeah I don't know if I told that that well but yeah well it is interesting though because as far as the movie shows they've only met twice and they're like super into each other yeah. and it's kind of like it, there's not enough time, but I can, I can, I can just like you know, I can write that off for just you know they don't have enough time to really. Oh yeah, they no, want to I... cover all the bases. You know what I mean? So yeah, but it's such a truncated timetable. Exactly. It's just something that bothers me in movies. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> like and like... it's I can I can write that off too just because it's it's another one of those things where it's like the because of their history in the comics it's like oh we know that they're like just supposed to be in love so it just it's just short creative shorthand you know what i mean but i get where you're coming from because sometimes it's just too truncated you know like superman returns that like lois even though she's like you know she doesn't give a superman in the end it's still just like man that's still not enough uh time for anyway yes um so yeah they uh uh, Mr. Nacho's like, nope, I want out some more. And uh, Fisk is like, yep, that's cool. Here's a rose. Mm-hmm. And Mr. You're Nacho. staying on The Bachelor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you, might, you might end up with one of these ladies. Um, no, you get to end up with Wilson Fisk. That's how The Bachelor oh, works. Oh, sweet. 
Well, you can maybe not. Rose, yeah. If you if you get to stay, ah, it's like you've never watched. I've never watched. No. <gasps> So, uh, yeah, it's like, but he gets the rose and immediately knows what's up. So he's like, we got to go. And they're like, but this is our party. Yep. New York is no longer safe. All is lost. (laughs) All is lost. All is lost. (laughs) (laughs) Flee, Electra, flee. We must hurry to the boats to make for yonder shores. (laughs) And it's a a full on route as they just drop everything in their hands. (laughs) Yeah. And just uh, Fisk has sacked the city. <laughs> just get in the limo. Uh, this causes Matt to be suspicious, so he just does the only thing that makes sense, which is suit up, get on top of the roof next to some gargoyles, and follow along the limousine mm. path. Uh, and that's where we get uh, Bullseye on a motorcycle. And then he also starts standing on the motorcycle, also T-posing. And I was like, is this just your thing? I think that's just his thing. I think he has a real... real like Jesus uh, thing? Yeah, well, I think that probably go. I mean, yeah, actually, that probably ties into it with the religious themes of the movie. You have, you have a guy with the Jesus pose fighting the devil. Hmm. That just huh. occurred to me just now. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that wasn't a preemptive thought. I just, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, Daredevil swoops in and they, like, he kicks him off of the motorcycle Mm -hmm. in a flip. Yep. But Bullseye steals one of the coons. Yeah. Because they can, they can, they're, connect as one or, you know, be separated as two. Yeah. Well, I just meant the fact that he knew that such a thing was there and had the presence of mind to pickpocket it. Yeah, Mid being his, kicked in the face, his like everyone's perception a superhero. Time's crazy. Yeah, everyone is a superhero. Uh, well, that's why he's the best. That's why he's the best hitman around, Bullseye. That's why you hire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so he's like, "Oh, hey, look at that! I got it!" And he chucks it at Mister Nacho's chest, mm-hmm. and, and Mister Nacho's gets hit right in the cheese. Yep, <laughs> right there in the sour <laughs> cream mush, the, the guacamole. He goes down. He goes soggy. <laughs> the, the chips are soft. Oh, <laughs> uh, you never know what you do when the chips are down. <laughs> and uh, Electric gets uh, up and sees this one cane and this weirdo on the motorcycle, but then it's just like, oh, it must be Daredevil well, uh, who killed so my father. The I don't know if it's different for your version, but uh, Bullseye throws it. He mocks Daredevil and then he leaves. And then because I can't, something explodes and Daredevil or Daredevil tries to grab the the baton as it's being thrown. So she sees Daredevil lunging forward. She thinks he's throwing the baton. So she assumes that Daredevil was the one who killed her dad. Yeah, it just doesn't. No, it doesn't fit well. I don't think in either version. But that's the that's what the yeah. movie is trying to portray. That Elektra thinks Daredevil killed her dad. Yes, and uh, I'm going to skip a... Oh, well, yeah, Daredevil, uh, so he fucks up. He's been framed, and then he just take, goes to his Daredevil lair and just starts throwing shit. Yeah. And just flips over tables. Because, you know, he he met his match and then he failed. And Well, yeah, but uh, he did cause Bullseye to miss with one of his katanas, and he mm-hmm. never misses. Yeah, 
which seriously pisses Bullseye off, which I like because that's the that's the hubris that that sort of character needs. Yeah, and so when he goes and meets with uh, Fisk, he's like, "Yeah, I can kill Electra," because Fisk is apparently real scorched earth. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to sack the city. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, Bullseye's like, yeah, I'll kill Electra." And I'll also kill the Daredevil, too. Mm-hmm. And I want a fucking costume. Yeah. He drops the F-bomb, because I have an R-rated cut. Yep, and I got the, he wants a bloody costume. Yep. Um, so I got a funeral. Well, I had a much uh, Coolio court, but we've we've passed that. <laughs> Coolio court? Uh, yeah, it's where he's the judge. Yep. And then he decides all the cases. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Well, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I know, not anymore. Um, the, yeah, I got, I got the a funeral. funeral. I got a funeral too with the Evanescence music. I, that's, oh, a, I, yeah, yeah, we got Evanescence. You, oh, I was about to say, did you have the lack of the, the 2000s era music or? Oh, fuck no. Yeah. It, I was going to ask you if you did. Yeah, no. At every, at every opportunity, they're yeah. like, here, here's, here's music a present that, hit song in. Here's music that, like, you know, edgy teen Devin likes. Mm-hmm. You know, here's some Evanescence. Which, and... again, it, I, I like, find it charming for the movie, but there's another part of me that kind of wishes that there was just a, a kind of more natural score like they have nowadays. Like, I don't I don't mind it all the time, but this movie, I feel like, just it, that's what gets really distracting, is sometimes the music is just a little too on the well, nose with... Being, you know, Electra. Anytime she shows up, she must be a real fucking Evanescence fan. Yeah, that's because the funeral has one, (laughs) and then she has what she's doing in her like suit up. It plays "Bring Me to Life." Mm -hmm. But yeah, she wants to swear revenge on Spider Man. I mean, Daredevil. Uh, It's you know, early two thousands funerals. You swear revenge on superheroes. That was just that that was just the tradition of the time. As was the style (laughs) of the time. I remember the funerals I went to. So many, so many blood feuds. I declared blood feuds on many lesser superheroes. (laughs) I am gonna get you, Hawk and Dove. (laughs) Fuck you, ambush bug. (laughs) Yeah. Ah. So there. And next time I see Peacemaker. There will be war. <laughs> one day, Squirrel Girl, one day. Uh, yeah, so this is where I got the cop on the take. Because uh, okay. uh, Ben Urich gives the lead to Matt. And so Matt goes as himself to outside this strip club and wrecks this guy's Mercedes with him in it to get the more information about the Kingpin. Okay, that's not in this version. And then that's where we get the wow breakthrough. And then Kevin Smith shows up. Oh, okay. Because we just go to Kevin Smith. Yeah, and he's like, I got some real primo shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he shows Ben Eric his secret stash uh, with the cane. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, Kirby, uh, Ben Eric's like, he gives uh, Kirby the money, and then Kirby shows him the staff, and then Kirby's like, give me my money back, and then Kirby's like, wait, 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 and then he twists the end of the the staff, and it causes it to extend and reveal to and be dope. Matt's cane. Yeah. So. So Ben yeah. Urich also, puts, puts three and seven together. Also, yes, Kevin Smith's name is Kirby. Mm-hmm. More, more of them. 
Yeah, that one isn't so bad though, because it's it's like yeah, cool. Kevin Smith's here. I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, I get Electra training and bring me to life as playing as she uses her size mm-hmm. <sighs> to take out all kinds of targets. Yeah, the sandbags. She gets sandbagged. <laughs> sandbagged. <laughs> I can... Sandbagging it really hard. Uh, and then she goes and jumps up rooftops and fights Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone can jump rooftops, it seems like, by the way. Anybody, Apropos, anybody who's trained in combat can, can jump Like Crouching rooftops. Tiger, Hidden Dragon yeah. up. Some of the jumps that she does, it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, all right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of heightened reality, but like, yeah. I mean, it, it has to be for the the characters that they're going through, going through, going for, you know, because that's that's in the comics. They do that shit all the time, you know. Yeah, um, but she stabs uh, Daredevil mm-hmm. in the in the shoulder, and then he just powders. He just completely crumbles. He's never had that happen. <laughs> his only weakness was his ears and the shoulder. The one shoulder. It's his Achilles shoulder. <laughs> just like, he just like, <laughs> like he goes down like he's bleeding massively all of a sudden. Like he's about to die. Yeah. And then he goes through a whole fucking fight scene. So like yeah. I said, it's like a wrestling powder. Yeah, it really is. Because that even I was like, fucking get it together, man. Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know, like she didn't stab you in the chest or anything. Like, you're it's not in the stabbed shoulder. in the heart. You're not, it's not like you're fucking Russell Crowe at the end of Gladiator. Yeah. I mean, you should go see a doctor, of course, but, like, you're not immediately yeah. going to die. Uh, but just then, uh, she takes off the the mask and mm-hmm. realizes, like, oh, my God, it's Matt. Matt wouldn't kill my father. It must not have been, like, I'm surprised that she immediately after takes take off the mask is like, oh, my God, it's Matt. As opposed to, like, my reaction is, why would you kill my father, Matt? <laughs> yeah, well, he does say it was Bullseye first, so I think she probably... You know, just yeah. gotta trust him innately, is what I would probably say there. Uh, yeah. And then Bullseye shows up, and she puts the mask back on him. Mm-hmm. And in one, I, I just love that this is some very cool work from. He just completely no sells any offense. Well, yeah, that she she's. Has. It's just like in, because this this whole sequence is very iconic to the Daredevil mythos, where Bullseye spoilers will kill Elektra because. I'm pretty sure that was in the comic, too, where she was just completely outmatched. Like, he's just, like, fucking say what you will about Bullseye. He's really good at killing people. So. Yeah, like, she throws a sigh, and he just grabs it out of the air. I I love that. Because that's, you know, I want that from Bullseye. You know, that's what makes him worthy of being the enemy of Daredevil. And then he throws it back, and and she tries the same trick, but... uh, doesn't just, work and yeah. she gets half of stigmata yep and uh yeah she tries fighting him and it just does not work she, mm-hmm. he uses a, a throwing card and slashes her yeah, neck he says the iconic line you know you're you're good but i'm magic and then throws it that cuts her neck yeah and then takes the sigh and just stabs it right through her chest mm-hmm. yeah. yeah just unimaginable tragedy again in the life of daredevil it's kind of the it's like kind of one of the main features of the character for a lot of times like so so many bad things happen to matt murdoch and uh now we're back at the start yep 
to the yeah because he had crawled to the to the church mm-hmm. and uh bullseye reappears and yep. kicks down the door and got something to say it's better to burn <laughs> out <laughs> than to fade away uh, like priest runs off and they they fight uh into the organs mm-hmm. uh the church organs not the <laughs> viscera <laughs> yeah they didn't get up in them guts yet yeah, and uh, there's bats. Yeah, I thought that was from Batman. Uh, I was like, how? That's... What are the fucking chances, right? Like, you got Batman and the fucking penguin. <laughs> like, oh yeah, huh? Yeah, so it is. But I was just like, why does this place? They should get that checked. You really shouldn't have this many bats inside a public building. <laughs> well, you know, they 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 nest behind the organ. Um, and uh, this is where he dis- uh, Bullseye discovers the weakness of sound mm-hmm. as they're fighting. Uh, he uses some stained glass. Like, he kicks out some stained that glass. That was and fucking it. cool. I love that. I thought and, that was uh, so cool. It Daredevil blo- uh, dodges, dodges it by backflipping yep. in a scene that rem- in a kind of bit that reminds me a lot of Spider-Man One. Yeah, I wonder if that was maybe a little bit of an homage too, because like the burning building, the mm-hmm. that flip. Reminds me very yeah, much of totally. that. Um, but then, uh, you know, the the police snipers are there. The mm-hmm. police show up and they're like, fuck it, kill both of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shoot. They're both murderers. Whatever happens, what happens? And so the police sniper uh, is about ready to fire. Daredevil hears it with the superhuman hearing as he's grappling with uh, Bullseye, who has the end of a. He broke a, a, a candle. It's the thing that Candelabra. Yeah. And is about to like jab Daredevil. So Daredevil like brings his hands forward and the bullet goes straight through Bullseye's hands and the stigmata again. And he's like, oh, mercy. And so, you know, Daredevil will give him mercy enough and throws him out the window onto Ben Urich's car. Yeah, that's where he says the Fisk is the kingpin. And Mm -hmm. and Daredevil's like, you want mercy? Go to the church. And he throws him out. (laughs) (laughs) He throws him out. Who doesn't kill him? Yep. I had to cross it out because I was like, I forgot. Um, and the so kingpin. Is, uh, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. So this is an interesting bit here. This is, oh, this bothered me. This is a bit of editing or whatever that's like really weird when I watch the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Kingpin prepares, uh, and he sends his guards away, including uh, Wesley. Yeah. And then we saw Ben Urich tell the cop that, you know, Fisk is the kingpin. And then immediately, like the immediate scene is Wesley downing margaritas, like, not margaritas, <laughs> martinis at the bar. And he's already three sheets to the wind. And yeah. then the cop that was at the church standoff goes and like, that is gonna really take bad this- editing. Yeah, because that's not in like, this one. Yeah. You're going to take the plea be- deal. And he's like, I'll talk to my lawyer. And then we get Daredevil fighting Fisk. So I don't know what the time frame of these events is, but they seem very instant. And so I would it doesn't... assume that he just went into the elevator and immediately just started drinking <laughs> it. <laughs> well, because he'd have to. Because... All's lost. All's lost. All is lost. <laughs> and the cop is like, all is found and drops everything yeah. and goes to talk. Like, from Ben Urich, the guy that fucking talks about alligators in the fucking sewer. <laughs> well, Foggy I gotta talks go... about the alligators. I know, but I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bit. Oh. Uh, yeah, the... Um, 
very sudden. Uh, but yes, we get uh, Kingpin says he's got to fight Daredevil alone. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't understand. It's a pride thing. He grew up in the Bronx. Yep. So, uh, and they have a pretty good fight. I it does feel a bit rushed, but I do like the fact that they, you know, because of course, he, like I said, Mark Stephen Johnson being a Daredevil fan, I'm sure he wanted to get all the the greatest hits that you can. That you know, as much as you can in there. So of course, Kingpin and Daredevil have to fight. Yep, and uh, Kingpin just bodies him. Yeah, just I fucks think... him up like he's too and good. I think he just gets his bell rung. My impression is that he has some sort of concussion. It's fucking up his sonar. Mm-hmm. But lucky for him, Kingpin loves moving water fixtures. In he has his, a pretty uh, office. cool office, I will say. Yeah, he has these moving this just this uh, kind of clear pipes i guess not pipes but fixtures yeah is i guess the right word and it's just all this water is coursing through the office and daredevil's like fuck you wilson and uh shatters the uh, throws him into the sea mm-hmm. yeah. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then using a setup from the the rain mm-hmm. he's able to perfectly see him and then he kicks his knees in yeah it just shatters his kneecaps oh god that had to hurt and it's a a lot more brutal. I I don't remember it being all that brutal in the uh, in the theatrical. Yeah, but he just seems... slides under him and then kicks his knees, and then Kingpin goes down. But in the in the director's cut, like you see things bend. Oh, like, ow! Yeah, like that it, would explain you... the blood. I figured the blood was from the knees, but <laughs> like... yeah, I I was like, because when I saw it when it, when it came out when I was younger. I was just like, oh, man, he beat the kingpin by kicking him in the shins real good. Mm. But now I'm like, no. But, like, Fucking in the theatrical. Legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's he's about to take the, the kingpin staff, and then he's like, no. No, you get to live with it. Mm. Well, you get to, you know, your whole operation's going down. You're going you're gonna to go to jail, and the kingpin's like, I'll get out, and I know your name, you know, and. Uh, Daredevil's like, yeah, just try telling everybody at Rikers he got beat up by a blind man. That'll go real well. So they have a sort of, not silent understanding, but the Kingpin probably will keep his mouth shut until he gets out to hopefully befall Daredevil in the sequel. That never happened. but uh, And then he throws a rose at the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Out of there. Coolio gets acquitted. Yep. Matt goes to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben then tells Matt that like, "Hey, man, I gotta release the story about the Daredevil. I know who you are." And he's like, "You don't have to do that at all." And he's like, "Well, I'm a reporter." And like, I'm sure you'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So Fisk is jailed, Bullseye's hospitalized, and Ben deletes the story. Yep. And in in the theatrical, uh, Ben just deletes the story of his own accord and. Uh... Uh, ben and Matt, or not Ben and Matt, fucking uh, Foggy and Matt go to uh, go to the coffee shop and they they kind of have a final uh, conversation. And then Matt goes back to the rooftop where he went with Electra before, and he finds uh, her bracelet, implying that she might still be alive for her own movie somewhere in the future. And we'll talk about that movie next week. We will, but. For now, that was Daredevil. That was Daredevil. Yep. 
it is a movie that I find to be pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, solid B. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I do think if uh, I think it it does have the cheese, right? It has it has a lot of cheese. It has a lot of that kind of that two thousands charm. But I do think if you're you're somebody who's really intrigued by the the history of the character and just want to see something that was made by a guy who really loved the source material, and I I really do think that he did did his best with what he had in terms of budget and time. I, I do think this does the character a lot of justice, and I do think it, it kind of it explored things in a way that some other other hero movies at the time didn't really do. So I can appreciate it for that fact. You know. Yeah. It's, no, it's it, of the the successors to Spider Man. It is certainly or not successors, but like the imitators to mm-hmm. that kind of yeah, Spider Man X Men. Yeah. You could do a lot worse. You could do um, a lot worse. And I, th- I think this kind of gets drugged through the mud a bit too much. I think it's a bit unfair, uh, unfairly kind of mocked, I think. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, perfectly solid. Um, and I'm interested to see, especially as Marvel does more with their multiverse stuff. Yeah. Like, I know they're bringing Elektra in for, for Deadpool 3, like if they'll do anything with yeah, this, you know. And, and even like more stuff that i mean of course the a lot of people would know the uh the netflix show is also a huge hit for people with that kind of brought brought daredevil back into a mainstream kind of consciousness but i'm 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 also really excited to see what marvel studios does with the character and integrating him with their other you know host of characters like finally getting in to see daredevil interact with other superheroes that he, you know, we haven't really aren't, gotten to aren't see the him. defenders. Yeah. Yeah. That aren't the defenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be good. I, I'm excited to see where they take the character for the future. Cause yeah, yeah that, that wraps the, wraps it up for us with, with daredevil yeah. itself. I mean, I, I, I look at it as a duology cause we have Electra, but mm-hmm, definitely, as but a, as a spinoff. Yes. But, but so far, I mean, unless we do talk about like the Netflix show at some point for something, and, and well, until we get to one of the Spider-Mans in the future, you know, we we won't really get to talk about Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a winner. It's yep. a one and done. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Next week is Electra. Mm-hmm. But uh, until then, I'm Devin Speck. And I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace. <laughs>